Welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Dustin Jackson. And Dustin, it is season 11, episode 11 of the conversation, which means it's episode 1111. Oh, that's amazing. Do we get prizes? This episode is your prize, Dustin. It's my prize. It's all of your prize listening out there. Because this is going to be a special episode in honor of this numerical alignment that so seldom happens. What, it only happens, what, every 11 years here on The Conversation. We won't get another episode of this magnitude until episode 22 of season 22, 2222, when we do character witness, the great mighty poo. <laughs> it's right around the corner. But on this episode, since it is 1111, I thought we would take it back to the very beginning, the original 11 of the DKU. We're going to go to the home of Donkey Kong, the home of Cranky Kong, the home of Diddy Kong, the home of Dixie Kong, the home of Funky Kong, the home of Candy Kong, the home of Rambi, the home of Espresso, the home of Squawks. You get the point. If you enjoyed the Jungle Kingdom in the Super Mario Brothers movie, well, then this is the complete history of the location in the games. It was mostly based on. Yes, that's right. We're talking about the Congo jungle of Donkey Kong Island. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I love the Congo jungle. (laughs) I can't tell if you're being sincere or not. That's what Jeff always says. He said it on the conversation itself. He said, the more sincere I am, the less sincere I sound. I'm uh-huh. sorry, everyone. Yeah, no, you 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 sounded incredibly unsincere there. So I imagine <laughs> you really do love the Congo jungle then. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's probably, no, no, not probably. It's definitely the most reoccurring location in the Donkey Kong universe. And, you know, we've done a few Destination DKU episodes in the past, we did Juicy Jungle last season. And you might think that's an odd choice to go first, that we didn't just start with the Congo Jungle. But the Congo Jungle, like I said, it has so many appearances. It has such a vast magnitude that I was concerned I wouldn't be able to do it justice in the first Destination DKU or the second or the third. Now that we've kind of gotten the feel for these episodes, I think we can handle it because we're not going to be getting into every single appearance of the Congo jungle. We, we will acknowledge most of it, but we're not going to be discussing like, oh, and in Mario RKGP GP two, the banana ruins were seen yet again. Here's what was different graphically in the sequel, <laughs> as compared to the original Mario RKGP, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole of nonsense. We are going to keep this informative, hopefully entertaining, 
uh, we, we are going to sort of be crisscrossing between the timeline of releases, the history of the location itself, and we're just going on different tangents about the Congo jungle. So hopefully this won't seem like it's a dry, rote Wikipedia entry, or I guess in this case a Super Mario Wiki entry. We're going to keep it um, fast-paced and uh, you know, hopefully with a lot of witty banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we begin our jungle expedition, before we begin trekking through the foliage, I really quickly want to plug our Twitch channel, which the Congo Jungle has appeared on numerous times. So, if you go to twitch.tv forward slash DKVine, make sure you smash that follow button. Make sure you subscribe to us if, if, if you got a subscription in ya, because we are now Twitch affiliates. That's right. Whoa. DK Vine is, is almost getting up the partner status. Wow. Big shots. So, so this is what it's like to rub elbows with, with the higher ups. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, but we do stream about three times a week on, on our Twitch channel. Occasionally, we do live conversations for big events like our four-plus-hour Super Mario Brothers movie discussion that you were on, Dustin, uh, which was quite oh, enjoyable. Oh, could forget? Yeah, that, that is filled with spoilers, by the way, so do not listen to that if you have not seen the movie yet. It's not even out in Japan yet, is it? I don't think so, no. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I don't want to say it's out like everywhere else, but I think that's like one of the last big ones. I think Japan and the Middle East, I, I think are the yeah. two markets it hasn't opened yet. I, maybe that, that'll change this week. I'm not sure when it actually opens, but yeah, you know, it's not even out everywhere yet. So you got to respect the fans who haven't been able to see it for geographic reasons or just not being able to go to the theater. So. We will not be spoiling it on this episode, but we spoiled it a plenty on that episode, and we did it live on our Twitch channel, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, we we stream uh, the Idaho crew every Tuesday. You're included in that, Dustin. That's true. That's true. I'm a member of the Idaho crew. That's right. Uh, I stream DK Vine Done Slow on Wednesdays, where I play DKU games extraordinarily slow right now i'm playing mario kart 64 and yeah it's it's hard to go slow in that game but i'm trying <laughs> yeah I, that's like the one game where you really don't want to be slow yeah i've been i've been like slamming on the brakes whenever i feel it's appropriate and of course on sunday we have dk vine stream of thieves our weekly sea of thieves session where we play Rare's latest game, uh, also set in the DKU. And yeah, this last Sunday we had a lot of fun. I, you weren't there, Dustin, but we ended up uh, like sinking three ships. It, it was... Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. And they're, they're, they're all reapers. They're all mean bullies. And we said, uh-uh, and we you sunk them. You stood up them. to those bullies. We did. We smacked them down. It felt good. It felt empowering. It gave you a thirst for blood. Watch out, Dustin. I'm not going not gonna to take it anymore. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. Like if I if if you come and just smack me upside the head, I'll be like, I get it. 
we're also on Patreon, dkvine.com forward slash Patreon. If you like what we do, if you want to support independent Donkey Kong journalism, then, uh, you know, throw, throw a couple bucks our way a month. We appreciate it. Keeps the lights on. Also, check out our merchandise store at TeePublic. You can find us uh, on TeePublic or just go to dkvine.com forward slash merchandise. Dustin, right now, I am wearing my Kong College collegiate t-shirt. That's a good one. That I, I can smell it from here. Yeah, it, it, it smells like uh, the elderly and uh, bad arithmetic. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I, this is a very nice shirt. Uh, this is the first day I've worn it. Uh, I, I ordered it when Public was having one of their sales the other weekend. And I was like, yeah, I, I want the Kong College shirt. And yeah, it uh, it feels good. It looks great. And uh, I, I get to scream my fandom across my torso, which, I, you know, I love to do. Uh, uh, well, of course. You know, nothing's better than screaming. Yeah, especially on your torso. I think my one complaint about my nipples is that they're not noisy enough. That's. I was gonna say that too. I'm glad you said it first. I didn't. I didn't want to sound like an asshole. Yeah, and I would only accept you saying it if it came from your nipples. That that's true. I have been training them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, find us on T Public. That was a that was a great pitch. That was solid. <laughs> that was good. I, I feel like you could be hired to to sell things for people. Yeah. I, I can just hear the money rolling in now. So, <laughs> Dustin, we're obviously doing this episode. One, because it's it's numerical fun. One, 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 one. But also... Of course. Because, as I mentioned, the uh, the Congo jungle has its um, so, sort of reinterpretation in the Super Mario Brothers movie right now as the Jungle Kingdom. And that's the way a lot of people are going to be introduced to Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong vis-a-vis this recontextualization that isn't actually canonical to the games themselves. Yeah, my my uh, nephew and I, I just saw the movie again with my nephew. This is his first time ever seeing Donkey Kong or DK Jungle. This, As far as he knows, this is just the way things are. This is just the way things are, which you're going to have to you know, introduce this episode to him next so you can say this is actually how it goes i'll tell him i'll tell him to shut up whenever i say something hilarious so he can laugh at it <laughs> yeah so you know if if you're just dipping your toes your sexy sexy toes into the world of kong Hopefully this will be informative for you. Cause, you know, we're not here to say like, oh, you're wrong for enjoying the jungle kingdom. This is the way it actually goes. It's just, it's just helpful to know the context of the game universe, which is different from, from right. the movie universe. They, they abridged quite a bit in the movie, both on the Mario side of things and the Donkey Kong side of things. I didn't mind, but you know, we're, we're here to inform. We are here to educate and we're here to entertain. Yeah, hopefully at least one of those things will happen. One out of three ain't bad. Before we get into the the actual uh, video game Congo Jungle, which, by the way, is spelled K-O-N-G-O. Uh, Congo, you know, it's, it's a really clever pun, right? Of course, yeah. Because it's, it's obviously a pun on the real life 
Congo of Africa, the historic Congo region that surrounds the Congo River and the uh, river basin of the jungles that surround the present-day countries of the Democratic Republic of the Congo and the Republic of the Congo. Now, of course, that Congo is spelled with a C. And D.K. Vine has long theorized that the uh, loosey-goosey spelling in certain cameo games, specifically the original Super Smash Brothers and Mario Golf Toastal Tour, where they outright call it the Congo Jungle with the C, uh, may account, actually, for Donkey Kong Island's position in the Rare Archipelago. So... This is really getting into the weeds very quickly on this episode, but of course the Rare Archipelago, which is kind of established amongst the DKU games of Rare and Platonic, the the island chain where most of these games take place between Donkey Kong Island, Crocodile Isle, the Northern Cremosphere, Timbers Island, the Isle of Hags, Willowwood slash the Panther Kingdom of, of Conquer, Pinata Islands, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, if you believe that the Rare Archipelago is supposed to be somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, which numerous non-Donkey Kong Rare games and media have supported, such as Grab by the Ghoulies, Viva Pinata, I, I think maybe the Viva Pinata cartoon actually uh, tipped its <laughs> hat towards that. Um, and, of course, Sea of Thieves. Then, you know, Donkey Kong Island might actually line up enough with uh, Equatorial Africa that you could make the argument that it's spelled the same as the Congo in Africa with, with the C or the K because it could be considered an offshore extension of the rainforest itself. Uh, now, that that was what I argued back in 1999 and, you know, throughout the years. However, it does admittedly get a bit dicey when you realize that the area in Africa was populated by a people called the Congo, with a K, who founded the Kingdom of Congo, with a K, in at least the year 1390, if not earlier. Now, good year. The, the, the Kingdom of Congo, historically in Africa, was an area that covered an expansive region in Western Africa, where more than 2 million people once lived. And here's another historical fact that I found fun. The ruler of the Kingdom of Congo was called the Manacongo, or King of Congo. Wow, they they already had such good marketing even back then. That just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's it's really fun until you get to the part in 1482 when Portuguese explorers arrived in the Kingdom of Congo, which eventually led to a war that concluded in 1665 where they defeated the Kingdom of Congo. And from there, it's a very depressing history of colonialism and exploiting the people for slavery and exploiting the land for its many abundant resources yeah not not so fun not 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 so hot this history so you know i i was actually thinking about this when i was breaking down this episode and you know when's the last time outside of smash brothers we've actually specifically had it referenced as the congo jungle uh 
it, it was rare, right? Like, uh, may, may, maybe like, I guess Toadstool Tour, but it, it very seldom gets name dropped anymore. And given where we are as a society and, and sort of being a lot more <sighs> cautious when it comes to our ugly history of colonialism and how much it wrecked, especially the continent of Africa, you know, maybe they don't want to use the the name Congo. Because I'm sure back in 1993, 1994, when they were coming up with the lore of Donkey Kong Island at Rare, they, they were thinking, oh, that's a fun pun because there really is a Congo. We'll call it the Congo and like Kong, like Donkey Kong. Right. But uh, it, it actually was spelled that way once upon a time until, you know... So certain things happened. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I would be fine if they retired the name, in all honesty, or, like, they, they had an in-universe explanation, like, oh, Donkey Kong has renamed it, you know? Uh, but right. it it is called that in the game, so we are going to acknowledge it as such in this episode. I don't think there's any ill intent meant you know, it oh, was, yeah. It was just a. It was just uh They they probably you know considering this game was made by a bunch of British people in their early twenties back in the early to mid nineties. I don't think they knew. I I don't think they actually right. were aware of the full history of the region. It's like it's like you said. It just worked. It's just like a perfect pun. You can't pass up. Right, right. And like when I actually like I I've known about this for a while. You know, I actually you know studying africa in college and whatnot and i was like wait it was actually called the congo with a k oh oh my um yeah it, it's just one of those things where um it's it's just kind of a historical coincidence there's actually a lot of that with the name kong itself because the etymology of kong in both the real world and the games has some interesting cross-section so in the games, uh, Kong uh, and Congo Jungle as a result, it's never been actually explained where the surname comes from explicitly. But we do have a little bit of uh, evidence to go off of and to extrapolate from. So obviously in Donkey Kong Country Returns, the main baddie uh, who is sort of this extra dimensional godlike being named Tiki Tong who the Tiki Tak tribe worship he 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 shows back up and um you know causes havoc on Donkey Kong Island the Tiki Tak tribe this ancient cult from long ago on Donkey Kong Island they return from the volcanic depths in which they were cast into and they hypnotize the wildlife of Donkey Kong Island and they attempt to take it back over now we at DK Vine surmise that the surname Kong that all of the Kongs have adopted is actually derived as an honorific for Tiki Tong. So followers of Tiki Tong took on the name Kong. And from there we got the Congo jungle. So that being said, Kong, of course, is also a famous surname for several legendary apes and monkeys in both mythology and pop culture. So there's Sun Wukong, the monkey king from China. It's perhaps the oldest uh, that, that I can find referencing uh, Kong in, in any 
you know, usage of, of the way we think of it at DK Vine, but the most famous to Western audience, of course, would probably still be King Kong. It, it's funny. Uh, I was just discussing exactly this with, uh, some friends last night. I, uh, some of them were like Cameron and Jeff. We were discussing like after King Kong and Donkey Kong, who would be the most famous Kong? I would, yeah, I would think Sun Wukong would probably. Yeah. I totally forgot about Sun Wukong, but I, I think that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, interestingly, King Kong, uh, which, you know, he, he was invented in the early 1930s, but got his name from his co-creator, filmmaker Marion C. Cooper. So Cooper derived the name from two sources. So he was reading a book about Komodo dragons, of all things. And in the book, they referred to the Komodo dragon as the king of Komodo, which he really liked. He thought that popped. He was like, that's that's great. And he knew of the Congo people and the Congo region. And he was like, king of Congo. And, and he shortened it to Kong and, and stumbled upon King Kong. But he got Kong from Congo, uh, even though he was inspired by the Komodo dragon. So even King Kong is inspired. You would think it, like Sun Wukong would have played a part in it, but uh, there, there's no reference to Cooper being inspired by Sun Wukong. So it's just one of those weird cosmic coincidences that Kong has always been a, associated as a last name for primates. And um, of course, it's now a legacy that has really been cemented thanks to Donkey Kong and, you know, what Rare did with the Donkey Kong cast they invented. And of course, now with the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know, we have a whole kingdom of Kongs in that movie, uh, which is pretty close to the way it actually is in the games. You know, there's differences here or there, but the, the whole notion of them all being Kongs, like every ape and monkey right. in this jungle have the surname Kong, that is canon to the game. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, interesting history there, both real world and fictional. I, I didn't know I was going to learn something in this episode, Heil. <laughs> so, as I already mentioned, Congo Jungle with a C is also an acceptable alternate spelling in universe, as it was first established in Super Smash Brothers, with uh, the the misspelling of Congo Jungle for Donkey Kong stage in, in the original 1999 and 64 Smash Brothers. They corrected it to Congo with a K in Melee onwards, but uh, Congo with a C was then also used for Congo Canopy in Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. So we were just like, okay, yeah, it, it can be Congo with the C. Maybe Congo with a K is sort of the nickname that they derive from it for the Kongs. Or if you, you know, do accept that Donkey Kong Island might have some ties to historical Africa, then it, the fluid spelling is just baked in. Right. You can, you can call it one or the other. Right. Now, we prefer to call it with a K because that was what was established in Donkey Kong Country and, you know, most rare games, oh, all rare games and most cameo games that have used it. So it's, it's Congo with a K. But if you do use a C, I won't yell at you. Yeah. So, Dustin, if we look closely at the ruins of the Congo jungle, the the temples and uh, ancient architecture that litter it, 
uh, if, if we look at it in Donkey Kong Country Returns and other games, uh, I, I already made mention of this, but it seems clear that the Tiki Tac tribe did hold a large influence on the Congo of antiquity. Now, we know that Kremlin temples do exist on what's now Donkey Kong Island, but we... I don't think we've ever seen them within the Congo jungle itself. Those Kremlin temples are usually in Monkey Mines, Vine Valley, and so forth. The, uh, the Kremlantis Empire of the Kremlins, uh, established in Donkey Kong Land, but then further, uh, followed up on in other games like Donkey Kong Country 3, of course. The Kremlantis Empire at the time of Atlantis seemed to extend you know, at least to what it, we call the Northern Kremisphere, this this territory that's populated by bears and, and what have you. But the Kremlins at one time consider that part of their empire, as with Crocodile Isle, as with Donkey Kong Island. So we 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 don't really know what happened um, to to the Kremlantis Empire and. Exactly how they lost control of what's now Donkey Kong Island. But, you know, we theorize that maybe the Kongs drove the Kremlins out. Uh, maybe with the power of the Tiki Tech tribe. Um, and maybe then they tore down the Kremlin structures in the Congo jungle and replaced them with their own. Or maybe the Kremlins never even got to establish a foothold in the Congo that was always just too too difficult for them with, with the Kongs, and so they kept to the areas that would become Monkey Mines and Vine Valley elsewhere on the island. But either way, um, there, there are no Kremlin ruins in the Congo jungle that we have seen. If you look at any of the ruins, I mentioned Donkey Kong Country Returns, but there are several Donkey Kong games and Cameo games that explore areas of the Congo jungle where we see these ancient temples, the these derelict um, stone plazas and monuments that have fallen into disarray that have been reclaimed by the jungle. And all of them incorporate imagery of ancient Kongs, like um, ones that look very similar to Donkey Kong or just kind of generic monkeys or or their other type of imagery but um we we think that at one point there was a kong civil war of sorts with them rebelling against the tiki tag tribe because Donkey Kong country returns of course establishes that the tiki priests were cast into the volcanic core of donkey kong island and and you know they they do return in Donkey Country Returns as these sort of disembodied spirits possessing these instruments, and um, they they tried to get the Tiki Tac tribe back in the swing of things by like creating the Tiki goons using banana alchemy to I guess possess these shells and and bring them back from death. Using banana alchemy is such a crazy sentence to say. You know, people, people rag on Dog Kong Country Returns for like not really having a great plot. I think there's a lot going on there, but retro just doesn't spell it out. It really just infers everything. And so if you, if you really like pay attention to what's happening in Dog Kong Country Returns, there's so much 
Donkey Kong lore in that game that it really filled in a lot of missing gaps in Donkey Kong history. Like, like we, we always knew that like the, the Kongs drove off the Kremlins, but then if you factor in, oh, they were like this ancient cult, the Tiki Tak tribe, they were Kongs at one point or affiliated, associated with the Kongs. And, you know, then things got ugly between the Kongs and the Tiki Tak tribe and, Anyway, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's interesting. And of course, none of this is actually explicitly spelled out. Like, there's, there's no, like, journals you find in Donkey Kong Country Returns that's, you know, <laughs> lay out this history. But <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty accurate what we're saying to what it's being implied. Um, especially when you get into the Golden Temple dimension, uh, where presumably Tiki Tong is from and we see, like, koalas wearing like black versions of donkey kong's tie and you're just like how much of kong culture came from this dimension that tiki tong inhabited man i forgot all about those koalas i might need to go back and replay returns i i don't remember any of this shit (laughs) yeah it's a shame that you know you can't easily just play it on the switch yeah. Uh, because I, I think it's ripe for rediscovery at this point, especially now that people are into Donkey Kong again. Right. Yeah. I, like, I do think Tropical Freeze is the better game between the two, but Returns still has plenty to offer. I get nostalgic for Returns now. That's how old I am. And it is. I'm just like, oh man, remember, remember Donkey Kong Country Returns? Oh wow. Those were the days. I remember picking it up at GameStop with that uh, banana Wii remote holder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, the the, the, the Tiki Tech tribe cast into the volcano of Donkey Kong Island. They only left behind their ruins and other artifacts, like presumably the golden bananas from Donkey Kong 64. If you think about the giant golden banana that teleports Donkey and Diddy to the cloud dimension, the golden temple dimension, the dimension of Tiki Tong, well, take that giant golden banana in the golden temple, look at these little golden bananas from Donkey Kong 64, and ask yourself, were these created in homage to this giant golden banana are these like treasured like, relics uh, effigies from the tiki tac tribe and then of course we've got the dk bongos the magical dk bongos that donkey and diddy find washed ashore in the congo jungle in donkey konga your favorite donkey kong game i believe dustin it's at least in my top two yeah yeah Donkey Konga came out, what, 2004? No, we don't have any explanation for what these magical bongos are. But then 2010 comes along and we've got the Tiki Tag tribe, this cult who use instruments and the power of music to hypnotize the wildlife of Donkey Kong Island. And of course, included in that are, you know, bongos, drums. And so... I believe the DK Bongos are an ancient Tiki Tak tribe artifact that that was left behind and um, was lost. And only Cranky, being the uh, the village chieftain, the jungle hero, the king in the Super Mario Brothers movie, had the knowledge of what they were. He still had it passed down to him. It's like, oh yes, those are uh, those those are magical Bongos from the Tiki Tak tribe. You you know what the Something I realize our dynamic is, you'll say, like, the most insane shit in the world, (laughs) 
And then, and then I'll just be like, yeah, I could buy that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the thing is, I, I don't want people to think like I am just bullshitting this. I have spent so much of my life studying Donkey Kong lore and putting you the can gu- see the logic, the method yeah. behind your madness. And I'm not saying any of this was plotted out. I'm not saying you know, oh yeah, Namco actually set the foundation for the Tiki Tech tribe in Donkey Konga, <laughs> and then Retro said, we should really follow up on that. But I do think it's plausible that when Retro is breaking down who the baddies for Donkey Kong Country Returns were going to be, they looked towards, you know, things like Donkey Konga, and they said, you know, that that history of music, what if we did something with that for the baddies of this game? Donkey Kong history and lore has this amazing capacity. This is something Jeff and I talk about all the time. There is just this accidental harmony of all of these different studios, from Rare to Namco to Nintendo EAD to Payon to Retro, where things just sync up. Things just work. And sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's purely by accident. But Donkey Kong lore is some of the most consistent lore in all of Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's something where you're, you're kind of making some leaps. But the thing is, the leaps are not that big. No, it, they're not. And I think it's because studios like Retro, they kept things so vaguely defined that freaks like me can then come along and say, oh, yeah, I see it right here, right here. That goes with this. That goes with that. Oh, OK. I understand the history now. Thanks, Retro. They're like, what? Right. It, it's it's not like Mario and, and no shade to Mario, but it's not like Mario where things are just so wildly different that it's harder to connect stuff here and there. It's like some games will contradict others. Yeah. Uh, some games will be like, OK, well, this is the case here, but it wasn't the case there. With DK, uh, it, it's... Re- Really not that hard to put some of the pieces together. No, and, you know, the fact that Rare is still doing this, you know, with, with games like Sea of Thieves, like, there's there's all this very, very not-so-subtle suggesting about, like, Kremlin lore and some of the Sea of Thieves ship cosmetics, the, the Golden Nile cosmetics and, and uh, weapons and other items. But it, th- there's all this stuff suggesting that the Kremlins like made their way into ancient Egypt. And um and you're like, oh that that would sync up with K Rule's Egyptian attire in Mario Super Sluggers. Oh, and then you've got Emotep, the uh old ultimate play the game game, you know, the studio that became rare. And uh of course in Saberwolf GBA there is the Temple of Emotep, which, and, and, you know, your mind just starts, like, putting together all these pieces, and it's all stupid. It, it, it's, it, <laughs> I, it's not supposed to work, but it works. And I do think part of the reason the DKU works so well is because Rare laid such a solid foundation with the original Donkey Kong Country trilogy and Donkey Kong Land trilogy, where so many of the pieces are immovable. We had such a defined sense of place with Donkey Kong Island and the Congo jungle that it's hard to screw it up after the fact. 
And even when another studio comes in like Retro and they might change the appearance of Donkey Kong Island a little bit, the basic layout, the basic geography still stays the same, which we're going to talk about on this episode. Like the Congo jungle is still the Congo jungle. And I think because of that, you can't just reinvent it with every new game. Like if you want something completely new, then, oh, it's just a new island elsewhere in the archipelago. Which, you know, like Donkey Kong Jungle be, oh yeah, that, those are the fruit kingdoms. Those are the faraway lands. However you want to define them, depending on the source. It's not Donkey Kong's home. Right. They, they make a, they make it, uh, pretty easy for us to justify their existence. Yeah. Yeah. And the rare archipelago is this, you know, infinitely providing resource for us where, oh yeah, new island, new island, new island, where it's not like, you know, <laughs> the Mushroom Kingdom where, oh, Peach's castle looks like this in this game. And you could say, yeah, it's another castle, but how many castles do, does she really need? <laughs> it's getting excessive. So what was uh, first established as the Congo jungle? Uh, it, it was in Donkey Kong Country uh, that it was given its name. And its location on a place called Donkey Kong Island. However, its arguable first appearance is actually in Donkey Kong Jr. Just as Donkey Kong Land would retcon the events of the original Donkey Kong arcade game to take place in Big Ape City. And yes, I know Super Mario Odyssey introduces New Donk City. It's a whole thing. But originally, Donkey Kong Land (laughs) got there first with Big Ape City. And then Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze would retcon the events of Donkey Kong 3 to take place in Juicy Jungle, as we discussed on our Destination DKU Juicy Jungle episode. It's most likely the case that Donkey Kong Jr. took place in the Congo jungle, with Mario retreating into the jungle with the captured Donkey Kong Sr. That's a bad plan, I think. Like, (laughs) I'm going to capture this gorilla and bring him home. I I mean, yeah, I think it was a panic move. He didn't know what to do. (laughs) Maybe that's why Mario didn't stick with being a villain. He just wasn't very good at it. (laughs) No, I, I mean, Donkey Kong Jr. does seem to take place in some sort of forest. Uh, it's got the vines that Junior climbs on. I know at some point it gets into this kind of sci-fi terrain with, with that weird, like, electro-dome kind of uh, stage. <laughs> but it's also possible, given Donkey Kong 94's breakdown of events, that Donkey Kong Jr. takes place in the forest world of Donkey Kong 94, which you can make the case, given that it follows uh, Big City, that it could be uh, the Monkey Mountains of Donkey Kong Land. A jungle does appear in Donkey Kong 94 as the fourth world after the forest and ship worlds. So you know, that it's possibly that is the Congo jungle. Um, however, you know, it, it's, it's hard to really narrow anything pre-Donkey Kong Country down. Like sometimes the games will come right out and say, yes, Big City is Big Ape City from Donkey Kong Land. And, you know, other times they'll be a little bit more vague about it, like Juicy Jungle and Donkey Kong 3. And other times we just don't really know, like in this circumstance. But before we really get into the history of the Congo Jungle and the games, I think we should, you know, make 
mention of the arcade games and the very real possibility that Donkey Kong Jr. does take place in the Congo jungle. We just can't say for sure. Good job, Heil. I'm, I'm glad you cover your bases. I try because I know people will yell at me if I don't. <laughs> I was this close. So let's talk a little bit about the native species of the Congo jungle. This is something we did with Juicy Jungle, and it's going to be a little bit harder given the wide breadth of life we know resides in the Congo jungle, given the full extent of appearances the Congo jungle has had throughout the years. Uh, so we're not going to talk about like every single species that may possibly originate from the Congo jungle, but we do know it is the home of most of the Kongs and probably the source of all of the Kongs throughout the rare archipelago. They all got their start in the Congo jungle historically. And, you know, we, we know like Donkey, Diddy, Cranky, Funky, Candy, Dixie, uh, Tiny. At the very least, they all live in the Congo jungle. You know, others like Kitty and Chunky may live in the Northern Cremosphere. Lanky might live in the Congo jungle. It depends if you accept Utang Islands from uh, supplementary materials of Donkey Kong 64 at that offshore islet in Donkey Kong Country where Orangutan Gang was. Anyway, uh, most of the Kongs that we know and love live in the Congo jungle. The Congo jungle is also home to rhinos, ostriches, giant tree frogs, uh, green and purple parrots, giraffes, zebras, elephants, and red squirrels. Now, when I say red squirrels, I know you're thinking of Conker. I'm specifically referencing the red squirrel scene in Donkey Kong Country Returns that scurry about. Right, I forgot about them. Returns is just a whole blur. I might need to make that the next game I go back to. Yeah, is the Idaho crew played Donkey Kong Country Returns? I don't think so. I'll have to put it down on the list. Put it on, put it on the list. I would love to see you play that. So, I, I'm mentioning the animal species of the Congo jungle. The animal buddies. Rambi, Espresso, Winky, Squawks, and thus presumably Quawks are all known to reside in the Congo jungle, as well as the Donkey Kong Country Returns background animal buddies, who, you know, aren't really animal buddies, but we sort of say they're animal buddies because Returns says they're Donkey Kong's animal friends, and, well, who are we to disagree with what Returns says? But that would include the giraffe, who we've named Canopy, the zebra, who we've named Zygmunt, the elephant, who we've named Elliot, and the squirrel who we've named Cyril. Who knows? Maybe they have uh, fun little abilities of their own, and they just, have, they just haven't had the chance to prove themselves as animal buddies yet. You know, I, when, I, when I break down my ideal Donkey Kong game, and I think, like, what animal buddies I would want in there, of course, you know, I'm like, okay, put Rambi, Ingard, Squawks, Squitter, but I always make room for Canopy the Giraffe. Right, yeah, because wasn't uh, a giraffe originally planned for the first game? I don't remember, but I know that uh, Michael Julius Peterson, who we've uh, referenced recently here on The Conversation in our Donkey Kong The Lost Years episode, 
his his fan work is very influential. His his fan artwork. Uh, not only did he come up with the notion of Pauline as a Jane Goodall type explorer in the Congo jungle, but uh, also came up with the idea of a giraffe animal buddy named Canopy. I, I want to say that came from uh, a, a scribe's letter where they said a uh, giraffe was originally planned but cut, but I, I could be wrong. It's been so long. Yeah, it, in um, Michael's artwork, you know, you could climb up the neck of the giraffe and reach, you know, uh, you know, upper areas that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to get to. Anyway, so that's why we gave... It, the draft in return the fan name of Canopy just as a little tribute to that. I I I think it's nice. I would love for Canopy to become a actual like concrete animal buddy. Same. In guard, the swordfish and the whale from Donkey Kong Country Returns, who we've named Krill. Uh, they probably live off the coast of the Congo jungle and can, you know, even venture in the, the saltwater inland lakes like uh, coral capers. But, you know, we, we won't include them here because they're probably technically native to the waters off the coast. And does that really count for, for, for the Congo jungle? Meh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a blurred line there. Now, it's also likely that now most of the Crocodile Isle refugee animal buddies like Radley and Squitter have also settled in the Congo, considering, you know, their home was eradicated accidentally by Diddy and Dixie. (laughs) Oops. A a game we're going to discuss later this season, because we have to do a spotlight for its 20th anniversary. Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze, the the (laughs) Donkey Kong exclusive game on CandyStand.com. That was released in late 2003, ostensibly as promotion for Donkey Kong Country for the Game Boy Advance, but was a full original game with an ESRB rating. Um, <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze established that hippos live in the waters of the Congo jungle. So, uh, of course, Donkey Kong Returns would later establish Hippos on its own, um, Bopamotamus, I believe, was, uh, the, the, their names. But Barrel Maze got to it first. You could roll your remote controlled barrel over the hippos in the waters of the Congo jungle, like basking in the river. That's such a good choice since hippos hadn't been seen in, uh, the, in Congo jungle up until this point. They, ha- they made the creative choice to say, you know what? Hippos are part of this environment. And this is why I will always defend Barrel Maze, Dustin. Because of the hippos. Because the fucking hippos. Look, I look. I provided you a screenshot of the hippos, Dustin, because I don't know how familiar you are with Barrel Maze. Uh, I know it's kind of an obscure thing for most people. I remember playing it for five minutes or so. <laughs> uh, well, but, but you, you can download it on DK Vine. Now, I don't know if you can still play it considering it was what shockwave. Yeah. Adobe Flash shut down. I don't, I don't know if you can load up. I, I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure there's a way you can jerry rig it to, to yeah. play. Um, so if you can, you can readily get it from DK Vine. We did archive it before Candy Stand went down. And, uh, yeah, you, you can, you can see it for yourself, maybe, but yeah, the hippos 
uh, they're shiny. They're, they're glistening in the sun. And I just love the way they look because they do look like you can't see their eyes. So you don't know if they have like big, like cartoony eyes, like Rambi or what have you, Ellie. But I think they look like they could just fit right in with the animal life established by Rare in the Donkey Kong Country games. Like they look like, you know, if you could befriend one of these, they could be an animal buddy, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. What would their power be? Um, probably they, you know, hippos are very dangerous creatures because they have like very powerful jaws. They, they can just chomp you and kill you instantly, crush your head like a melon. So probably that. <laughs> yeah. Press B to chomp heads like melons. Yeah. Just the, the, the amount of gore would probably make it untenable to, to have a hippo animal buddy but could you just imagine <laughs> the death noise the kremlins would make when you when you like, smoosh their heads can, can, do you think i could do it do you can, can i tell you what sound i think they would make go for it okay <clears throat> i think if you were to destroy the head of a kremlin i yeah. think the sound they would make is oh wow yeah just the same one they always just do. just the same one right stirring yeah. nonetheless <laughs> it's gonna haunt my dreams tonight chills down my spine so there are also of course numerous butterfly and insect species and birds you have know, seen throughout the background of the congo jungle throughout the various games now donkey kong country returns also really fleshed out some of the native wildlife because up until donkey kong country returns you know most of the animals we had seen romping through the Congo were Kremlin-affiliated species, presumably from Crocodile Isle, like Noddies and Slippas and what have you. So we actually got our first, like, real deeper dive into just just some of the ambling wildlife of the Congo in Donkey Kong Country Returns. Now, Donkey Kong Country Returns established the carnivorous plants on Donkey Kong Island, actually throughout much of the Rare Archipelago, but specifically in the Congo jungle as chomp plants. Not to be confused with chomps, the sharks that uh, are affiliated with the Kremlins that we know from Donkey Kong Country. These plants are moving in on these sharks' territory. Well, I, I like to think that maybe the sharks are named after the plants. Ooh. Um, because, you know, we have a little bit of that in the DKU, like... Baza, the, the name Baza is reused several times throughout the DKU. There, there's, uh, there's the Barracuda from Donkey Kong Country 3. There's the batteries. The batteries in Tui. From Tui. And of course, the dung beetle. The dung beetle from Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, breakout star. In my mind, it, it breaks down like this. The battery brand was named after the Barracuda because it, you know, it has the power of the Barracuda, you know, get, give, give your electronic devices the power of the Baza. And then, uh, the dung beetle, uh, eats shit just like <laughs> the Barracuda, you know, it, or just like the of battery. Course. It just keeps going and going and going. So, in in this case, I think that the sharks are actually named after the plants, since that would be probably the more widespread of the two. Now, chomp plants actually 
Mammy first appeared in Donkey Kong Country Baromites because we do see carnivorous plants that look very, very similar to the ones that would be established by Retro in return. So I like to say the first appearance of Chomp Plants are actually in Barrel Maze, but they weren't named and defined until returns. I can get behind that. So yeah, I like that Donkey Kong Island has its own version of the piranha plant that's not just the piranha plant now we have seen piranha plants a couple of times in cameo games in the congo jungle specifically things like mario kart um like mario kart arcade gp the aforementioned game had some piranha plants on the sidelines of, of like the congo jungle track and, you know, they, they, they kind of scurry around in some other nebulous appearances of the Congo jungle. But I like to think those are just people bringing in piranha plants from the mushroom kingdom and planting right. them. Non-native plant species. It's a big scourge, you know, cause they come in, they wreck the local ecosystem. You gotta, you gotta get these piranha plants out of here ASAP. Dig them up. Yeah. If you see them, just rip them up. Because they don't belong there. But the the chomp plants, they are native to the rare archipelago, presumably from the Congo jungle, although they do appear elsewhere like Juicy Jungle. And anyway, I, I just like, because, you know, carnivorous plants, they're such a, a trope of the adventure genre, you know, exploring yeah. a jungle and, you know, you're... They're a fun trope. Yeah, you're going to get eaten by a plant and you're going to fall into quicksand. And we don't, we, we don't really see quicksand in the Congo jungle. So, uh, thankfully, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like that we have carnivorous plants. Yeah. There are also these, these parrots that just walk around called ox and rocks. They, they, uh, they're, they're the, <laughs> the little, the little blue and red parrots from Donkey Country Returns. You'll know them when you see them. And right. there are also froggoons. And hopgoons, the two. I like these guys. Yeah, the, the two frog species from Returns that jump around and, and they actually also reappear in Mario Kart 7's DK Jungle, which then reappears in Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Man, a lot of running over frogs in the DKU. Yeah, in this case, they don't turn into a chicken man. They just. You they, don't even get anything out of no, it. No, just, you just get frog goo. <laughs> Not to be confused with frog goons in which the frog goo comes out of. So we also have uh, mimics. Now we don't know what mimics are. Mimics appear in uh, the Sunset Shore stage and they uh they 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 also appear in other silhouette levels throughout Retro's Donkey Kong Country games. We don't know what they are cuz they just disguise themselves as bushes, but we never get a non-silhouetted view of what these creatures are. Right, they just kind of hide in the bushes and attack you. You can see their eyes. They hide as bushes even. Like maybe yeah. they're like little bush creatures, little little like Maybe they are related to chomp plants. There's some sort of like. Oh, that's true. I mean, we don't know because we've never actually seen them with a with a clear view. But uh, yeah, m mimics are they, they? I mean, they might not be native to the Congo, but they live in the Congo. Right. There's also chameleons. Now, when I say chameleons in the context of the greater DKU, most people will think of yucca. From off of ukulele, but I'm actually referring 
to a species of chameleon called Jackson's chameleons. Because that is what we believe the boss of the first world in Donkey Kong Country Returns, Mugly, to be. A Jackson's chameleon. Except Mugly is just a big old fat Jackson's chameleon. Right, it's one that... Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, but at the beginning of his boss fight, don't you see him, like, just going to town on those bananas? He's just chomping on a whole bunch of bananas, and I, I don't think Mugly is the best design that Retro's ever done, because it's so confusing what he's supposed to be. Right, it it, it deviates a little too much from being a, a chameleon. Yeah, and he does change color, and he does have the, like, the so-called horn of the Jackson's chameleon, so... Right. But he just looked like people think he's a dinosaur or, or I, I think, uh, various fan wikis call him just a monster. <laughs> so <laughs> not, not the best design there, but I, I, I do believe Mugly is, is a chameleon. So there's, there's, uh, Pinchleys and Snippies. They're the crabs that you encounter along the beaches of the Congo. There are also wild chickens throughout the Congo. <laughs> Maybe they're supposed to be wild turkeys. I think they're supposed to be chickens, given uh, Colonel Pluck later in the game. But right, uh, yeah, th- these are called stilts because they walk around on bamboo. Uh, I don't know if they're like the the species of the chicken is actually called stilts, or that's just what the Tiki Tac tribe called them. Oh yeah, those are stilts because they're, uh, they're on account of their stilts. Yeah, they might just be chickens you know <laughs> and, and not to be confused with the chickens you get from frogs which in that case it's just drumstick our friend drumstick from off of diddy kong racing i like that one yeah yeah i, I do too i i like that one humsies are hummingbirds and uh yeah we're really getting it like i said a lot of native species of the congo considering the full extent of appearances. And finally, a completely made-up species in the Congo jungle, toothberries. I love the toothberries. Toothberries and cageberries. They're these little blue fuzzballs. They they remind me of um like uh Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. I was I was just about to state say Stitch. I was about to say if you decapitated Stitch, this is what you would get. Yeah, yeah, or or like just little like gremlins or um I I don't know critters from the movie Critters. Like they're (laughs) they're just these little like weird monster creatures, and I I don't think their design really worked with the whole vibe of Donkey Kong because Donkey Kong takes animals from our own world and kind of just exaggerates them and what the hell are these like we do have right these are more original things we do have fictional creatures of course in the dku even in the donkey kong games we have banana birds and banana fairies and banana sprites and i i think toothberries work for me because they mostly keep it correct me if i'm wrong but don't they keep them to like the temple like just one stage yeah and i do like how there's a whole temple around them like the the ancient kongs or the tiki tac tribe tried to contain them within this temple because they're like these are a plague these are a menace they're a nuisance so we're just going to confine them to this temple and yeah there's like again a lot of implied history there that you can infer from the 
just just the background details of the games like well what what yeah. is this level why does this exist what is this trying to tell us oh i think i can piece it together yeah like if if this species was like all throughout the island i would say it would wouldn't work as well but i i, I think it works just saying like okay this is an ancient species that has been confined to this one area yeah yeah, we don't want them to get out because they'll breed and just get everywhere. They'll get our crops and bite our ankles. <laughs> Every day with these little ankle biters. Itty Bitty Biters, that was the name of the stage. That is, I love that name. So, the major regions of the Congo jungle. I break it down into three primary regions as established in three games. So, Donkey Kong Country, the original, Donkey Kong Land, and Donkey Kong Country Returns, I believe, all took place in different sections of the Congo jungle. So, we, we can study this by looking at the map screen of Donkey Kong Island and Donkey Kong Country, and compare it to the map screen of Donkey Kong Island and Donkey Kong Country Returns. And... We can see that the jungle stage, um, the, the first stage in Donkey Kong Country Returns, that's just called Jungle, it takes place in a different part of the Congo than we see in Donkey Kong Country. So, on this topic, by the way, uh, the senior designer for Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, Kynan Pearson, has indicated that it was indeed Retro's intention for the jungle world to be the Congo jungle. Like, this wasn't a new location, per se. Right. So, like, Donkey Kong Country Returns doesn't have the fun, alliterative names for the worlds that Rare laid down. And that Tropical Freeze then continued with, you know, we had, like, Monkey Mines... Vine Valley, Gorilla Glacier, in Donkey Kong Country, where Donkey Kong Country Returns just had jungle, beach, <laughs> ruins. Like, you get it. But I I do believe, and I think it's backed up here by what Pearson has said, that the reason they didn't give them defined names is they didn't want to override the pre-established continuity. Since so much of Donkey Kong Country Returns just covers... The same areas that we explored in Donkey Kong Country, they broke it down differently. They just broke it down by biome. Uh, so jungle, beach, and ruins, the first three worlds of Donkey Kong Country Returns, all take place within the Congo jungle. Just different areas of the Congo jungle. Jungle right. is, is a different, um, area than what we see in Donkey Kong Country, but well, I'll I'll get into it. But I, I do believe we can actually work out the compass cardinal directions of the Congo jungle based on what we know from country, land, and returns. Which is why I established that as the three primary appearances of the Congo jungle. Now the Congo jungle has of course also appeared to varying degrees in Donkey Kong Country 2, Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze, DK King of Swing, 
Yoshi's Island DS in a, in a very brief appearance there. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing DS, Donkey Kong Barrel Blast, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and numerous cameo games. It's kind of the go-to for DK in these games. Yeah, we actually complain about it a little bit. Oh, just another jungle. Just another jungle for Donkey Kong. And then when they give him a ski resort, they're like, you couldn't do a jungle? They couldn't have just thrown him in a jungle or something? As I said, it's gotten more appearances than any other locale in the DKU. I think the only one that might come close is Spiral Mountain. Uh, that sounds right. I mean, I haven't, like, tallied them all. I would need to go through every DKU game ever made. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take I'll take your word for it, though. That sounds right. That's just an educated guess. I haven't actually broken right. it down, but I think, yeah, the Congo would uh, absolutely be first, and then Spiral Mountain would probably be second, just because it's in every Banjo-Kazooie game and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, so... Right. Yeah, so... Donkey Kong Country, the original, which established the Congo Jungle as the Congo Jungle. So, if we were to look at Donkey Kong Island, uh, let, like, let's, let's, like, ignore, like, where, like, the face of the island is, or I guess in this case was, and just imagine we're viewing it from a more top-down perspective, similar to how we view it oftentimes in Donkey Kong Country Returns. I believe that the traditional orientation from where we see the island, it's actually the, the, what the face was is facing north. And this is just going off of where we see Crocodile Isle. Crocodile Isle, uh, is in Donkey Kong Country 2. You can see Donkey Kong Island behind it. And just judging from where sunsets are in the games, I, I've thought a lot about this and I, think donkey kong island that what was once the face would actually be facing north okay so if if that is true then the area of the congo in donkey kong country would be the northeast congo jungle this is where donkey kong's original treehouse was located for more on that listen to the episode dustin and i did last season gib cribs the, the Donkey Kong Treehouse. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to put some time in, out of your day for it. Yeah, but that's where Donkey Kong's original treehouse and Banana Horde Cave are located. Cranky's Cabin, Funky's Flight slash Fishing, Candy Save Point slash Dance Studio. Um, that's presumably where Diddy's house is, where Dixie Kong lives, where where you know. Donkey Kong grew up, presumably. Right. Yeah, and and all these classic levels, like the original Jungle Hijinks, Ropey Rampage, Reptile Rumble, Coral Capers, Barrel Cannon Canyon, all take place within this area of the Congo. So Donkey Kong Land, uh, the, the very next game in the chronology, the second Donkey Kong game by Rare. So it starts in the Congo jungle. However, the the first world of Donkey Kong Land, the big hook there is that you can actually go on the Gangplank Galleon, which is still docked off on the side. So, you know, in Donkey Kong Country, where you finally reach the Gangplank Galleon at the end of the game, and it's just docked off the coast of the Congo jungle, but it's deeper in the Congo jungle than we got to go in Donkey Kong Country. Well, Donkey Kong Land takes us across that um, 
coastline and gets us on the Gangplank Galleon where it was docked in Donkey Kong Country. So I say that this area of the Congo jungle in Donkey Kong Land is the East Congo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit deeper into the Congo than we got in Donkey Kong Country. There's also, weirdly enough, uh, mountains sticking up out of the Congo jungle here, where we have snow levels in the first world, in the Congo jungle. And that's weird because it's not established on the map screen in Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Country Returns. Just these 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 uh, mountains, like little little mountains sneak, sneaking up out of the trees that are snow capped, not Gorilla Glacier, just just snow capped mountains, not Monkey Mountains even, just just little little mountains that have snow on them. They they really popped up overnight. Well, and, and this might seem like an inconsistency. However, there are renders for the original Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Land that do establish these snow capped mountains. In the background. Not only that, but Mario Kart 64, DK's Jungle Parkway, if you look in the background of the jungle, you will see these snow-capped mountains in the background. So, it is sort of um, acknowledged in other areas of the DQ. You just can never see it on any other map screen aside from Donkey Kong Land. I'll need to... It's been a long time since I booted up Mario Kart 64, even. You could just watch DK Vine Done Slow on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. BST, because I will be playing DK's Jungle Parkway, and I'll be pointing out those mountains. You know what, Heil? I will be there. Will you? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I do like that. While the Congo jungle is mostly like a rainforest environment, we can have these temperate mountains sticking up that are still technically part of the terrain still technically part of the geographic region that is the congo it's very you know mount kilimanjaro um sort of thing to go back to africa but yeah uh donkey kong land uh really helped flesh out the congo now the, the the rest of the congo uh which i call the southeast congo it wouldn't really be explored until Donkey Kong Country Returns took us there. Uh, like the, 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 the part of the Congo jungle that is furthest away from the map screen of the original Donkey Kong Country. Cause we can see the Congo jungle takes, pretty much takes up the whole, like, lower half of Donkey Kong Island. But we right. never really got to see what is beyond Donkey Kong lands. Until Donkey Kong Country returns. Now, the Congo jungle did appear, as I said, in Donkey Kong Country 2 ever so briefly. Uh, now in the Game Boy Advance version, it starts along the Congo Beach. The Congo Beach, it's sort of always been this vaguely defined area that we know exists. Cause we can look at the map screen of Donkey Kong Island in Donkey Kong Country and see that, yeah, there is a beach there. And we know Funky Kong is a surfer. The story of Donkey Kong Country 2 takes place on the beach. So this has always sort of been in our minds, but we didn't really get to explore it until later games in the series, like post-Rare. 
But the Game Boy Advance remake did show us the story of Donkey Kong Country 2, which took place on the Congo beach, like the, 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 the shore of the jungle itself. I remember Swanky was there. Remember last week? I remember huh? that episode. Yes. Uh, Swanky just showed up to, uh, investigate the broken remains of Donkey Kong's beach chair. <laughs> Who could have done this? Don't worry, everyone. Detective Swanky is on the case. <laughs> I'll get to the bottom of this chair disaster. Uh, now, we, we also visit Donkey Kong Island briefly in DKC2, at least the Super Nintendo version, where uh, there there's that weird bit in K. Rule's Keep where you just pop over to Donkey Kong Island in the background and you're at Clubba's Kiosk. Remember that? Oh, I remember that all right. And uh yeah, so Club is Kiosk. Now when I was a when I was younger, when I was a when I was a younger man, Dustin, I actually in MS Paint attempted to <laughs> make a really crude Congo jungle map to try to figure out where it all took place. And this is before retro, this is before we really had a more fleshed out Congo jungle. But even then I was like I wonder how it all fits. And I remember I placed uh, Clubba's Kiosk like at, at, at the far edge of the Congo jungle between the Congo jungle and Monkey Mines. What? You, you just figured that out as, as young little Heil? You, you were mapping out the DKU all on your own? Yeah. The DK Island? I didn't even like, I, did, I didn't even, it wasn't even a feature for DK Vine. I just had to know. <laughs> I just, just for your own pleasure. With my rudimentary art skills in MS Paint, I did my best to make it all fit. Heil, you, uh, hands off, or saluted, <laughs> no. salute to you. I'm really struggling to find the right words for it because I'm, I'm just so impressed. Please don't remove my hands. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how I feel at the end of the podcast. I, I, I don't have any prosthetic golfing fingers. <laughs> But yeah, Mario Kart 64, the very first cameo game, of course, established DK's Jungle Parkway. And with DK's Jungle Parkway came two important milestones in the evolution of the Congo Jungle, which was was established completely independent of Rare. But these have been one more than the other, but I think they've both been fairly prominent parts of the Congo Jungle, especially in cameo games. So... The, the jungle parkway itself uh it's presumably the first appearance of what mario kart super circuit would establish as riverside park which i take to be this almost like a, an equivalent of a state park within the central congo jungle along the congo river and of course there is a real congo river in africa with the sea but this river that cuts through the Donkey Kong Island Congo jungle would be the Congo River with a K. And of course, that was first established with DK Jungle Parkway. You got the little steamboat going across it. I love that boat. I, I think it's more visually evocative of the Amazon River than it is the Congo River. Cause you got the, the sort of, sort of like the, um, the, the Disney ride with the, the steamboat and uh, the, not Steamboat Willie, but the, you know, the movie The Rock was in. Jungle Cruise, that's it. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you've got, um, just, just 
flowing river that would then be extrapolated on with super circuits. And um, as far as the park itself, I like to think, you know, whenever we see, for example, a tennis court in a Mario tennis game that takes place within the Congo jungle, these tennis courts might be within Riverside Park. I think that's fair to say. I love these courts, by the way. They just have a nice... uh pleasing aesthetic especially that game boy color one with the nice greens yeah so the first camelot game uh in their mario golf and mario tennis series was mario golf for the n64 in 1999 no donkey kong course in mario golf but mario tennis in 2000 did have a donkey kong course that it according to it took place deep within the jungle ergo the congo jungle has a nice little render of donkey kong on the court itself holding up that is a good render that's that's nice hold, holding a tennis racket and you got barrels in the background there it might be the best tennis uh field ever made really Oh, I mean, I, I would disagree because, uh, as you said, the Game Boy Color one is very nice. It's just got the, the DK on both sides of it. And it's got uh, Toad sitting on a barrel uh, off on the <laughs> sidelines there. But the, the that best... That Toad is for decoration. The best one and the one that really ties into my theory that these all take place within Riverside Park, which is the location of DK's Jungle Parkway, is the one from Mario... Uh, power tennis right Heil. when i said the last one was the best yeah. uh, tennis court i had ever seen i take it back i jumped the gun i was i was foolhardy to say because this one is truly the best one yeah it takes place on it, it's almost like a this this like wooden bridge almost looks like a raft that's been repurposed to be a tennis court on the river itself and it's I mean, this is great because it incorporates the Kremlings. Uh, It's got Donkey Kong 64 style critters just flanking the entire tennis court. And of course, the claptraps play a role in this as well. It shoots claptraps out of a barrel and they they, they attack you. And it's a great, very faithful uh, tennis court from this kind of... uh, Really special time post-buyout when the Cameo games are really going wild, incorporating stuff from Rare for the first time. Yeah. And I I guess it's worth mentioning that a lot of Kremlings would also be residing in the Congo jungle after the fall of Crocodile Isle. You know, we talked about Rattly and Squitter and what have you, you know, having to sort of move into the Congo jungle after Crocodile Isle blew up, but what of the Kremlings themselves? What of these Kremlin refugees who would be without a home? Well, now they can just enjoy a nice tennis match. <laughs> Apparently. I, I like I like this idea that, you know, the Kremlings, of course, scattered across the rear archipelago. Kremlings and Kremlin-affiliated species, because, you know, we saw the one naughty living in Clicklock Wood in Banjo-Kazooie. But... You know, the, yeah, there there would be a lot of Kremlin refugees, and I, I like to think that there's this, like, peace, but maybe an uneasy peace. Like, some Kongs aren't happy about it, but other Kongs are just like, you know, not all Kremlins are bad. They need a place to live, and there, right. there's probably, like, a, these Kremlins probably want nothing to do with Cave Rule anymore, considering he led them to ruin. And we know from the... I think it's the European Super Smash Brothers Brawl 
biography for Calypso, the, of course, Kremlin from Donkey Kong Barrel Blast slash Jet Race, that she has opened a nightclub in the Congo jungle for the Kremlins. I love that. I wish we got to see, like, actual Kremlin locations. Yes, but I, I do take that to be canon, or at least yeah. soft canon, that Calypso has opened a nightclub in the Congo jungle for especially like Kremlin um, expatriates who are just, like, they, they don't Crocodile Isle anymore, but they have each other. And, you know, maybe there's even, like, a little Crocodile Isle somewhere in the Congo jungle, you know, like... Just these, like, immigrant communities that have little pieces of home in their new adopted homeland. Right, yeah, they're just minding their own business. They don't want no trouble. And I I think this tennis court in Mario Power Tennis really does sort of suggest that, that these Kremlins aren't up to, like, any nefarious things. They're just here to watch tennis and uh, engage with it and, and maybe, you know add their own flourishes to it. Like, oh, this is the way we play tennis. This is the way we played it on Crocodile Isle. You know, back back in the olden days, uh, we had our claptraps attack you. Yeah, we had our claptrap cannons, the, the traditional claptrap ca- cannons for tennis. Which is kind of similar to the way claptraps were used in the Donkey Kong Country cartoon show a little bit. Oh, that's true. I, I hate to make that comparison, but it's there. <laughs> I love it. Nothing makes me happier. I'll, I'll, I'll cop to it. I'll clap to it. Oh, that, I love that. There's also basketball courts that I would say probably take place nearby because Mario Hoops 3-on-3 three three has, has a very similar uh, basketball um, court to the Mario Power Tennis tennis court. Uh, the, the basketball court is called the DK Cruiser, and it is literally a raft going down the Congo River that you're playing basketball on. Yeah, I love it. So I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, uh, Mario Hoops three on three. Uh, I, I know nothing about this, but just from this, uh, picture, it looks pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's one of those things where it's just this very chaotic idea for a Donkey Kong track. Like, what what would something look like on Donkey Kong Island? Like, right. what would a golf course look like on Donkey Kong Island? What would a basketball court look like on Donkey Kong Island? And just picture the most extreme chaotic possibility. In this case, a basketball court that's going down the river. And I, I love it. I, I think it's great. I think Mario Hoops 3 on 3 is overlooked because it was more of a one-off than a lot of these games, like it, it didn't, and on the DS too. Yeah, it didn't really spawn a franchise like uh, golf or tennis or even baseball did with the Sl- Slugger series or duology. So yeah, it's it's kind of overlooked, but it's it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. Dixie's playable in it. Yeah, that's all you really need. Yep. So the Congo River does make several more appearances throughout the cameo games. And even shows up in Donkey Konga 2, where I think we see it go out to sea. I, I think we see the the end of the Congo River when it actually, like, I, I guess this would be more of the Congo estuary, where, where it actually goes out into the ocean. Right. So I've actually studied the Congo River, and I believe that the source of the Congo River is established 
in Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. So yes, I have actually charted the Congo River from what I believe to be the source to what I believe to be where it goes out the sea. So wow. Congo Canopy, of course, is a golf course uh, in the Congo jungle that takes place entirely within the treetops. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. But it, it's um, it, it's got this, this part to it. It's on hole 14 of Congo Canopy. Water bubbling up out of a massive tree. And it's flowing over into a waterfall down into the jungle below. I believe this to be the source of the Congo River. You know, for years, explorers in Africa have tried to find the source of the Nile River to no avail. I believe I have successfully found the source of the Congo River on Donkey Kong Island in the Congo jungle. And I believe it's on this golf course, Dustin. I love the idea that something like that could just come from this Mario cameo game. Well, and that's the thing that people need to realize is I, I know people view us, and rightfully so, as a rare fan community first and foremost. But there is a lot of value. There is a lot of knowledge that can be gleaned from every single appearance by Donkey Kong. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've never actually played Toadstool Tour, but uh, I re- I do really like this course. I love this course, and I, I, I love Toadstool Tour in general, but yeah, th- this course was a lot of fun. And of course, that was the first Mario game that Diddy was playable in, so it was, right. it was just really fun to take Diddy up into the canopy of the Congo jungle and, and uh, whack some balls around. <laughs> My favorite pastime. Of course, Super Smash Brothers Melee would further establish the Congo River. Uh, there, there's the Jungle Japes stage where it, it flows by uh, Cranky's lab. And then there is the, what was called the Congo Jungle in that game, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate later defined it as Congo Falls. But I, I, that I do believe Congo Falls is part of the Congo River. I love Congo Falls. I think this is my absolute favorite melee stage. Uh, I just really like the visuals of it. I like being on this uh, big waterfall. Uh, I also really like how... Uh, like, I, I know this doesn't sit well with some people, but I like that it's not necessarily any one location in that we've seen in the DK games. Oh, yeah. It's just like a place that exists in the... in D- in the jungle on DK Island. No, I, I I adore that. Like, I think with something like Spiral Mountain, you definitely just want it to be the Spiral Mountain location. From the right. Games. But the Congo jungle is so expansive. It is so wide that we, we could explore it in games for years and never really define all of it. And because of that, it's fun to just see glimpses of it that we would never see in a Donkey Kong game. Right. Yeah. Love it. I I really like how it looks in uh, Ultimate too. All of the melee stages got those great upgrades. And, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Gorgeous. We'll we'll circle back to Jungle Japes um in a little bit here, but uh in the chat because we are live streaming as for our five dollar and up patrons. Uh, Wilro Hood says, "Fun fact: Disney almost made a live action Jungle Cruise in the late '90s and early or early 2000s with." Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Did you know that, Dustin? I did not know that. 
Yeah. I hadn't even heard of that. That's that's very interesting. The, the two Toy Story stars themselves. So anyway, yeah, the, the Congo River, this, this huge, huge location in the DKU that never really appeared in a Rare game. Uh, this is almost completely from the Cameo games. It did circle back into Donkey Kong games with... At the very least, Donkey Konga 2. Donkey Kong Barrel Blast might incorporate some of the Congo River in its stages. And of course, as we recently learned here on the conversation, there was going to be a Donkey Kong game that would have fully, like, dived into the Congo River as a plot point. The uh, codename Donkey Kong Freedom, developed by Vicarious Visions. Right, right. I, I remember you talking about that just recently. Yeah, yeah. It would have involved the baddies of the game uh, damming the Congo River and causing the banana trees to dry up. Wow, what a plot. So Mario Party, which which was the second appearance of the rare Donkey Kong in a non-rare game, in a Mario game, Gave us its very first board. The very first board in a Mario Party game was DK's Jungle Adventure, which took place on Donkey Kong Island, and it established a couple important things, Dustin. So, DK's Jungle Adventure took place in these ruins that I believe are the first appearance of ancient Kong ruins rather than Kremlin ruins, Therefore, right. probably Tiki Tak tribe oriented temples or, or remains of temples. Very first time we would see them in the game. It also established the golden bananas months before Donkey Kong 64 would use them as its main MacGuffin. The golden bananas were the treasure you got for completing DK's Jungle Adventure. It, it was the, 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 the treasure of the ruins. And therefore, that also ties into my Tiki Tak tribe theory. As I just mentioned, the plausible origin of the golden bananas being these effigies of the giant golden banana that can transport you to Tiki Tong's home dimension. But that was all established. And of all things, Mario Party. Who would have guessed, huh? Yeah, yeah. Of course, this is also where the warp pipe to the Mushroom Kingdom pops you out. And right. of course, if if we're to have increased relations between Donkey Kong Island and the Mushroom Kingdom, then this warp pipe is key. It's key to keeping them separate, but keeping the ability for the cast of the two franchises to interact as much as you want i really like how they have the words donkey kong carved into the wall just in case you forgot whose jungle adventure this was yeah just in case you think it's it's uh yoshi's jungle or luigi's jungle hey guess what this ain't wario's jungle no sir it's not there's all those banana statues and barrels in case you needed any cluing in now this is donkey kong's <laughs> This is Donkey Kong stage. It's called DK's Jungle Adventure. DK stands for Donkey Kong. That's true. I'm, I'm so glad they established it for dummies like me. It can also stand for Diddy Kong or, or Dixie Kong or if you're in Japan, <laughs> Dinky Kong. Yeah, take your pick, really. So really quick, I just want to... We're, we're not going to get into every appearance of the non-Kremlin 
possibly Tiki Tak tribe temples in the Congo jungle. But I do have to just list off, rattle off, rattly off even, some appearances that we've seen throughout the years. They would later appear in the original Donkey Konga, DK King of Swing, Mario Kart Arcade GP and GP2, Donkey Kong Country Returns, of course, and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. They would even appear in a rare game with their Ooh. last Donkey Kong-related release, Diddy Kong Racing DS, as there were four new tracks that took place on Donkey Kong Island in the Congo jungle, and the last one, Strangled Shrine, is pre- presumably through Kong-crafted ruins. That's... That's crazy. I don't even remember that. All I remember of the juggle... Unfortunately, I didn't really play Diddy Kong Racing DS that much. I think I played through it like once and said, eh, you know, it's fine. But uh, I do like that they had those new tracks, some good music in them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I I do like the very last track, i.e. the very last level Rare ever did for Donkey Kong, was Strangled Shrine, which, which... these non-Kremlin ruins, these Kong ruins in the Congo jungle, kind of just sort of passing the baton to Retro and what Retro would right. do with the series. And, and, and I mean, not not planned in any case, but it's just one of these like spiritual, like, oh, it just worked out that way. That just kind of worked out. Yeah, Retro would really take this ball and run with it after the fact. So Donkey Kong 64, I mentioned Jungle Japes. There's always been this big question about whether or not Jungle Japes is supposed to be the Congo jungle. Um, there's also this question whether or not the worlds of Donkey Kong 64 actually take place on Donkey Kong Island and the mechanical crocodile isle or, or surrounding areas, or if they transport you to another realm. You know, the Banjo-Kazooie question. Uh, right. Are these worlds accessed via Grunty's Lair and Spiral Mountain actually... Like, nearby areas? Or are they their own, like, separate dimension? And Donkey Kong 64 also raised that question. With Donkey Kong 64, I do lean towards them being on Donkey Kong Island. Just because, yes. Yeah, agreed. You go through a portal. Yes, absolutely. But we also saw portals in Donkey Kong Land and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. In the case of Donkey Kong Land, they are level exits and the case of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, they are alternate level exits. And so I think Tropical Freeze gave us the retcon that these are snowmad generated portals using magical runes. And so these portals could be the same from when the snowmads had um, s- sort of explorations of Donkey Kong Island. They built these portals for quick travel and maybe the Kongs repurposed them for their own uses and then B Locker came and said, I'm blocking this for you. But yeah, Jungle Japes, I do believe, is part of the Congo jungle. It's just another area of the Congo jungle. As is the little area that we start off, the little training area where Donkey Kong keeps his golden banana horde and his watchtower. For more on the watchtower, be sure to listen to our four-hour episode on Donkey Kong's many treehouses last season. You'll love it. You'll love every minute of it. So yeah, Jungle Japes, there's some confusion about how Jungle Japes, the world, syncs up with Jungle Japes, 
the Smash Brothers stage. Because Ooh. nowhere in Jungle Japes, the Donkey Kong 64 world, do you see the Congo River intersecting Jungle Japes. And Cranky's lab looks completely different in the Smash Brothers stage than it does in Donkey Kong 64. So I, I always took this to be this area of Jungle Japes that's like sort of up beyond anywhere you can reach in Donkey Kong 64. It's still in Jungle Japes, the, this this defined territory of the Congo jungle, but it's not anywhere you can actually reach in DK64. Right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. For if in case you're wondering, yeah, yeah, we 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 think Jungle Japes is the Congo jungle for sure. Yeah, I think so. The next major appearance of the Congo jungle was in Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze, and I know yeah, major appearance. Oh well, major appearance in my heart. <laughs> but the whole thing takes place within the Congo jungle, and. Donkey Kong Country Barrel Maze, like I said, involves Donkey Kong controlling a remote control barrel, and you're going around collecting bananas, and I, I always took this to be how Donkey Kong procures the bananas for his banana horde. He, he goes into this part of the Congo jungle that might be a little bit dangerous. Funky has given him this remote control barrel, uh, that, that he, maneuvers through so he doesn't get hurt so he doesn't risk his neck trying to get his bananas and uh yeah he 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 collects the the bananas that fall from the banana trees or what have you rolls over some hippos i boy that sure is in character for dk he would always say you know what i don't feel like i should go on this adventure not when i have this remote control barrel to do it for me now there are also kremlins trying to keep donkey kong from getting his bananas like (laughs) their neckies appear in the game and they they you know watch out for the neckies attacking your remote control barrel there's also <laughs> kremlin remote control barrels in donkey Kong country barrel mates because they've got the little skull on them that the critters Ooh. have on the back of their jackets right yeah the the skulls uh, they're, they're black barrels with the kremlin's uh skull on it that uh they they try to ram into your barrel <laughs> <laughs> they they had heard a rumor that Donkey Kong was going around controlling a barrel through the jungle. And they said, "All right, well, we'll just get our own." Yeah, yeah. They they ripped off the technology. They should have patented the remote control barrel to keep the Kremlins from making there, but they didn't. That's true. That's where they went wrong. They could they could have been rich. You got to protect your intellectual property, Donkey Kong. Now anyone can just make remote control barrels. Donkey Kong Barrel Blast is, is not a particularly beloved game but it is so (laughs) full of lore and little details that i mean i appreciate it for what it is you know it's it's not fun to play per se but it certainly is fun to look at it's it's like donkey kong 64 not necessarily the best game out there but it has it has stuff in it you can enjoy except with donkey Kong 64 there are fun parts of donkey Kong 64 right I, I, would, I, I would say Barrel Blast. I guess that would be the difference. Yeah, yeah, Barrel Blast isn't really fun ever, but <laughs> it's fun to think about. It, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to look at in pictures. And I, I maintain, had they kept DK Bongo control of Barrel Blast, had it come out on the GameCube as intended, it, it would have been probably a Stone Cold classic, or at least a cult classic, uh, so similar to how we now praise the 
Jungle Beat and and the original play control for Jungle Beat with the DK bongos. Uh, right. I, th- I think it, this it thing- at least wouldn't have been as hated as it is. Yeah, yeah. But Barrel Blast is great because we see a lot of the Congo jungle and, and we like we race through a lot of the Congo jungle and we see little details of the Congo jungle that aren't really apparent in other games. We see homes in the Congo jungle. And aside from Donkey Kong's tree houses and, and Cranky's cabin and laboratories and that one um, hut in uh, Congo Falls that people think is Donkey Kong's treehouse, but we say it's just a random house. Right. You don't really see architecture, uh, the the homes of just random Kongs throughout the Congo jungle, but you do in Donkey Kong Barrel Blast. I love it. I've I've always loved these little huts. Yeah, they're very similar to the uh, the huts of. Uh, Donkey Kong's jungle hut in Donkey Kong Country Returns. They've got the like thatched right. straw roofs. They're a little bit more pointed in the middle and, but they, they, they look similar. I like how some of them have fireplaces because they got little, <laughs> little, little chimneys and they've got like smoke coming out of it. I'm like, you'd, you'd think that would be dangerous. Well, and it's also probably like what? 105 degrees Fahrenheit at the very least with the humidity. Yeah, what do you need jungle? a fire for? I mean, cooking, I guess, if they, if they want to cook something, you know. Oh, that's but, true. That's true. Having one of your Kong barbecues. You want to toast some marshmallows? I don't know. I don't know what they do, but <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe it's not humid in the Congo jungle all the time. You know, you might have some some cool days that might necess- necessitate a little bit of a fire, especially if you are a gorilla or a monkey or an orangutan who is used to a warm climate. It's like, oh, this is a cold snap. I hope the snowmads aren't here. Let me light a fire. <laughs> that is true. Once the snowmads invaded, I bet any place that had a fireplace was thanking their stars. <laughs> the Kongs were like, mm, you guys were laughing at me before. Now who look who's warm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Anyway, I just just had to point out Donkey Kong Barrel Blast does establish some some of the more common architecture that aren't just Donkey Kong's treehouses. It's worth checking out if you ever have the the fortitude for it, or at least watch a YouTube uh, playthrough of it if if you don't actually want to pick it up and play it. So, going into Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I've already established to be the third major appearance of the Congo Jungle, in that it firmly establishes the Southeast Congo, a a different region of the Congo jungle than we've really explored before. Uh, The the Southeast Congo is where World One Jungle takes place, and it is where Donkey Kong's current jungle hut and relocated banana horde can be found. Now, going from there, though, World Two Beach would be along the East Congo from Donkey Kong Land and meeting up with the Congo Beach near Donkey Kong's original treehouse, close to where Donkey Kong Country started. So this is the the first time we really get to play in a platform game, the Congo Beach. Um, we, we've seen it before. We saw it in Donkey Kong Barrel Blast, even. Uh, we, we got the race alongside of it, but this is the first time it's actually playable in a Donkey Kong Country game. It's interesting that it took so long. You'd think a beach would be like 
such an obvious one to go for like earlier in the series right you would think rare would have gotten to that in donkey kong country especially establishing the surfer dude funky and just like so much of donkey kong's character is i just want to lounge on the beach all day but i guess you know once they took the action away from donkey kong islands and took it to crocodile isle and then the northern hemisphere there was just never really a chance to go back to donkey kong 64 would have been it and we had gloomy galleon but that wasn't really on the Congo beach so much. Yeah. So yeah, they just never really had the opportunity. I'm sure had they kept developing Donkey Kong games, like into the GameCube era, we would have gotten there eventually. I'm sure, like Donkey right. Kong racing probably would have had something along the beach. And then Ooh. the eventual platform game would have, uh, maybe even gone there, but you know, retro got there first. It took till 2010, but Retro got there. Yeah, I'm glad somebody finally did it. Uh, which brings us to World 3 Ruins, which, if you if you study the map screen of Donkey Kong Country Returns and apply it to the map screen of the original Donkey Kong Country, this would be mostly along the northeast Congo. Close, like, well, actually, right next to the Congo of the first Donkey Kong Country, like within that, maybe a little bit deeper into it. So like maybe beyond Barrel Cannon Canyon are the ruins of World 3 and Donkey Kong Country Returns. Right. Yeah. And it's with Donkey Kong Country Returns that we've had the perspective of most of the events of the Congo Jungle. Whenever we visit the Congo Jungle nowadays... It's now within World One Jungle, the the uh, the Southeast Congo, as I call it. It's where Donkey Kong now lives. It's where his banana horde is, and it's where most of the appearances of the Congo Jungle are now taking place. Most subsequent cameo games are now located around here, such as DK Jungle from Mario Kart Seven and Eight, and DK Jungle. From Mario Golf World Tour, which is the new golf course, not Congo Canopy. This is a completely separate golf course. Got the screaming pillars in it and uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, DK gets two golf courses. Most of us only have one golf course themed after us, right, Kyle? That That's right. And in my case, it's just a putt-putt. <laughs> a little animatronic Heil waving high. Yeah, you have to get the ball through my mouth. <laughs> and it comes out the other side. It does. It really does. Oh, I love it. So I, I do, however, believe that Lakeside Park from Mario Kart Super Circuit. So Mario Kart Super Circuit has Riverside Park. And then it has Lakeside Park. And I always believe Lakeside Park was a separate park in the Congo jungle from Riverside Park. I think Lakeside Park would be around the southeast Congo of Donkey Kong Country Returns. Around the area with, like, the the pillars and stuff? Well, because there are uh, active volcanoes in Lakeside Park, and I don't know, I just think that... Given the association with volcanoes in Donkey Kong Country Returns. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. It also has to be far enough away from Riverside Park to make sense for the, for, to justify its existence. Ergo. So maybe DK Jungle in, uh, Mario Golf World Tour takes place near Lakeside Park. I don't know. One thing you brought up that I like, uh, you were talking about how uh, DK relocated to the Southeast Congo. Yeah. I like the idea that DK can just move whatever he wants. 
Right. Just, just get his handful of stuff. Get his banana hoard. Just I now I feel like settling down in Southeast Congo. I mean, it helps when you're the heir to the whole damn island. You can probably just yeah. You can just live wherever you want. Yeah, and, and you know you you can make it happen. You have the resources at your disposal. Me, I've been trying to get out of this shitty townhouse I live in for five years now. <laughs> yeah, you can't just get up and kick a couple naughties out of. A treehouse and say, guess what? I live here now. I'm, to be fair, I, moving's a pain in the ass. I would rather just die That's here. That's true. I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't even want to move. I might hate where I live, but if the choice is... Like hell, I'm going to move. Yeah, right? Like get a U-Haul? Ew, God, oh. It gross. <laughs> now, I still think that Donkey Kong still has his original treehouse. He just doesn't live there full time anymore. <laughs> right. Because, you know, he, he has banana hordes stolen one too many times. Probably by the time the Koopa Troop stole it in um, with Super Smash Brothers Brawl Subspace Emissary, he was like, "That's it, I'm moving." Get these bananas out of here! And then the Tiki Tag Tribe stole it from his new location. He was like, "Damn it, I can't win. They're just not safe anywhere with these creeps around." Should also point out because uh, you just experienced this playing World of Light. In, Ooh, that's true. In, uh, the Idaho crew streams for like four months straight. You, uh, <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but you got to experience the recreated Congo jungle in World of Light when, uh, you know, the, the plot of World of Light is, you know, the video game multiverse gets, gets broken down and little pieces of it are salvaged in subspace. Is it? Um, uh, that sounds about right. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's as good an explanation as any. It's kind of like this, um, patchwork uh, of the video game multiverse, just in this one realm. And the Congo jungle from Donkey Kong country is, is one of the little salvaged pieces. And so you have it just, uh, just, just sit sitting here like off DK Island. Cause DK Island doesn't exist at this point in the story, because, you know, the the multiverse has been destroyed. But uh, the Congo jungle, the um, the the northeast Congo jungle has been salvaged. And, uh, yeah, you got Donkey Kong's original treehouse. You got Cranky's cabin, Funky's flight. It's all there. It's all there. All, all the classic locations you love. Which says to me that it still exists. Um, you know, Donkey Kong still has right. his treehouse. He didn't tear it down. If, if it was salvaged in World of Light when the multiverse collapsed and then was eventually restored, then, you know, it, it, it's still there. He could still go back there whenever he wants. Right, if he wants a, he wants a little nostalgia blast. Yeah, or if he's just, you know, if he's visiting Diddy's home, if, if Diddy still lives nearby, then, you know, I'm going to visit Diddy for the weekend, but I'm going to crash in my own bed back in my old treehouse. That's a good setup to have. It's like I can I can come in town and I'll just have a place to stay where in it whenever I want. Inevitably, whenever I do a conversation, I end up getting jealous, just just grossly envious of whatever character we're discussing. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, I wish I had Donkey Kong's life. I get to live in a sweet ass jungle. I get to have upwards of three tree houses. <laughs> this should be the plot of the next DK game. Heil tries to steal DK's life. Just, just some Donkey Kong fanatic ends up just get getting just incredibly jealous, and it becomes like a like a single white female type situation where he just like the the fan just becomes Donkey Kong and just tries to take over his life. 
I, I really love the idea of uh, you show up not even in like a gorilla costume. You're just nude with the tie and no one can tell the difference. They're like, I don't know which Donkey Kong to shoot. See, this is what they should do with Professor Chops, the Donkey Kong fanatic established in universe. He should become the villain of, of a future game where he just becomes so creepily obsessed with Donkey Kong that he just like <laughs> shows up in Candy Kong's bed one night and she's like, ah! What's wrong? It's me, Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah. And, you know, we we want to hate Professor Chops anyway, so just, just let us hate him. <laughs> yeah. Give us a reason. Nintendo, you can use that idea for free. I won't sue. <laughs> it's a million dollar idea. Go on. Go ahead. So, of course, the uh, impetus for this episode was, of course, the Jungle Kingdom in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Because, you know, it's like, you know, it might be fun to just explore the game location in audio form. But the Congo Jungle in other media has existed long before the Super Mario Brothers movie. In fact, it existed long before the Congo Jungle actually exists because the earliest... uh other media appearance of the Congo jungle was actually in the cartoon. Yes, we're talking about it again. Captain N, the game master. Oh, my favorite. So Captain N, there were several episodes that dealt with Donkey Kong on Captain N. And Donkey Kong lived in a jungle named Congo Land. <laughs> Man, it, so... I've never seen Captain N. Yeah. Say, I, well, I say I've never seen him, but I've I've dabbled here and there. Um, but judging from the screenshot, is it like a floating island? So, okay, I haven't seen Captain N since the early 90s. Okay. From what I remember, it was god-awful. It, it was dog <laughs> shit. But when you're a kid, you think, you know, you, th- you think it's uh, high caliber. You think it's, you think it's art. And... Oh, there's Mega Man. Yeah, why does Mega Man look like that? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> oh, he's got, I'm a dumb kid. Got an anthropomorphic Game Boy as a sidekick? Sure, that makes sense. Perfect. Oh, Simon Belmont is a, is a, like, himbo ladies man? Okay. <laughs> I've never played Castlevania. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sure, that lines up. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I, I can't remember if, like, the conceit of Captain N is, like, each, video game realm is like a, a, a separate dimension or not like because i think it's like video land or something i i don't know but yeah uh yeah i mean the way congo land is portrayed in captain n it is a floating island um which a floating island with like a jungle on it which is kind of similar to the floating islands that you saw in the Jungle Kingdom, in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Not a spoiler, because that's in, in the promotional material. Uh, and of course, you know, there, there's floating islands in the canon of Donkey Kong Island. Secret seclusion, slash chimpanzee cloud, slash fungi forest. Um, that's not the Congo jungle. But yeah, uh, Congo land, several years before the Congo jungle was established. It's just weird how we just settled on Congo. yeah. I, I do think this is what what a weird direction to go in, like before Donkey Kong Country uh, settles it. It's like, oh, it's this jungle island in the sky. Yeah, because, you know, at this point in time, Donkey Kong was most associated with construction sites. 
Yeah. Now, it makes sense to have a gorilla from a jungle, but given the very... Now, that had never been canon up until now. Yeah, there's a lot of contradictory lore in the arcade era where, oh, Donkey Kong's an escaped zoo animal, Donkey Kong's Mario's pet, Donkey Kong's just just a gorilla on this construction site. We don't know why. So, Dustin... Yes, Heil. Uh, we gotta talk about the Donkey Tree cartoon. Woo! Yeah, I know you're excited Yeah, about baby! It. So, Congo Bongo Island is, is what they call the whole shebang. Yeah, the whole island. The whole island is, is Congo Bongo Island. But it seemed to borrow the name from the Congo jungle a little bit, like Congo. Now, Bongo is like, this is before there was even bongos in the video games. Right. J- just something to... Something to make the name silly, but also something that fits enough. I can't tell you how much I hated that it was called Congo Bongo Island. As a, ki- <laughs> as a kid, I could not accept this this change to the canon. Congo Bongo, what is this? A show for babies? Yeah, right. Oh my god! Like I, I've, I've accepted the Jungle Kingdom or the Super Mario Brothers movie. But I'm also older and wiser, and I've tempered my expectations. When you are a kid and you expect a whole damn Donkey Kong Country cartoon, and, and it's, you're, it's closer to the age where you would be all about that, you know, you, you 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 have a lot of high expectations going into it. I had a lot of high expectations going into it. I shouldn't say we, because a lot right. of people no, enjoy Oh, it. I did as well. Like, a lot of people enjoy the cartoon, and I do recognize that. And I'm grateful for it, because it, it has brought a lot of people to Donkey Kong fandom. But, yeah, it's like the, the whole island, except for the snowy mountains, is the jungle, right? Like, there, there's not really right. that diversity on Congo Bongo that there is in Donkey Kong Island. Like, temperate forest and what have you so it, it seems like ruins more, and stuff yeah it seems like congo bongo is really just the congo island made into or is it is, is, sorry it's, it's congo bongo island is the congo jungle made into an island itself basically there's a few locations like you brought up the snowy mountains but they also have like caves and mines and stuff yeah but, but that's about the extent remember donkey kong land established snowy mountains in the Congo jungle, so... Oh, that's true. That's how true. how could we forget? And that brings us to the Jungle Kingdom in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, the Jungle Kingdom seems like it takes on more of that ancient culture we've been talking about from the Tiki Tech tribe. I mean, it makes that golden temple head, that, that iconography, a huge centerpiece of the island itself, and cranky... You know, ha- has this ceremonial outfit, which I would imagine, like, would be very similar to what the Tiki priest wore back in the day. We don't, we've never seen what they actually look like, but I think this would actually hew very closely to what, to what went on in my head. Right. One thing I really like about uh, the Jungle Kingdom is uh, I like the emphasis on water. Like, you see a lot of the huts are on stilts just above the water. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, water's always been, part of the setting but i think this is the correct me if i'm wrong but i don't remember any other uh interpretations having like their houses just like right above the water kind of like the jetsons yeah i mean like you said in donkey kong barrel blast when you race across the congo beach in that game you do see um like beach cabanas but they're they're, they're not really huts so much as just like places to get out of the sun when you're at the beach right 
So, yeah, I, I, I like the way the Jungle Kingdom looks because it is really taking the design sensibilities that Retro brought to the Congo jungle and um, really leaning in on that ancient culture more, that uh, ancient architecture, ancient civilization. Like, the Kongs are still modern in a sense. Like, it's not just all we're, we're living in temples and we're weird about it. Like, they drive go-karts obviously they're 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 wearing modern clothing aside from cranky so you know it, it is a nice blend of both contemporary and con culture of the past yeah yeah i just i just like the vibe of it yeah and of course king cranky in the games he's referred to as a village chieftain or if king of swings whole um plot line can be taken as referring to this the jungle hero um you know in in the games cranky is far less regal than he is in the movie he's he's more i wouldn't say humble because he's definitely not humble but he lives a more humble lifestyle you know preferring to stay in cabins and dressing modestly rather than being the, the god emperor of the jungle as he is in the movie. I do like the movie's interpretation, though. I really do. Right. Now, this is getting into um, headcanon territory. I know uh, uh, DK Vine doesn't normally do that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking about it. Maybe he only wears these, like, regal robes when he's... When he, when he really... When they're doing something like this, like when Mario, Peach, and Toad show up and they're doing this big ceremony, maybe on his off time he is just in his regular uh, cardigan, just hanging back, and then he hears, oh, we got visitors, all right, let me put on the ceremonial robes. Oh, we're gonna have to execute an Italian man? All right. <laughs> all right, let me, w- let me put my Sunday best on. No, I, I would totally be for that canon, absolutely. Like, I, I want... Uh, Jungle Emperor Cranky Kong to be a look in the games. Like if if they yeah. added him to Mario Kart and this is what he looked like. Like th- this is this is what I wear whenever I want to shove it in Mario's face. <laughs> I would be all for that. Yeah, yeah. make it canon. I, yeah. I, I like I I don't want Donkey Kong's like redesign for the movie to be game canon. But if Cranky adopted a little bit of this look for the games, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I think it would be a good way to have your cake and eat it too. That's right. That's right. So, Dustin, wrapping things up, final thoughts. Do you have anything you would like to add about the Congo jungle? I mean, you just covered everything so thoroughly. Uh-huh. I, you asked me earlier, you were saying, uh, when I was looking at the show notes, you were like, feel free to add anything you want. And it's like, how could I possibly? You, 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 you cast quite a net. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if these episodes aren't just, like, me talking to myself in my own head. Like, what if I actually invented all of you like what if you're just my fractured psyche and there is no conversation podcast there is no dk vine i'm just in a padded room somewhere this has been a file two production Terrico.